Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Let's start from our text scripture, Psalm 32, verse 8. We've been talking about GPS, the fact that we as believers also have a GPS that gives us direction through life. Hallelujah. The natural GPS gives you direction on the road, but we have a GPS that gives us direction in life. Hallelujah. So our own is God's positioning system. It doesn't just give us direction on the ground, like um, put, put, put the pictures of, of how the GPS looks normally, as how it takes um, um, pictures from the sky. You know, so it's something similar to this. So it can see everywhere around and, and all that and give you directions on the road, you know. This is, the beauty, this, this is the natural one, but the beauty of God's own is that it gives you direction in life. So can you imagine if, not, not even can you imagine, this is exactly how God sees where your blessings are. Do you understand? He can see that if you turn this street, some of you say you might, you might live on the same area with your wife or husband, and two of you have never spoken. But through God's system, he can see that you are close. Somebody getting this? Your next business breakthrough, God can see it like this. So the key is to be able to follow God's leading and follow God's direction. There's nothing you can't get as a believer. So let's go to our text scripture now. Psalm 32, verse 8. I want us to read together, everybody. One, two, go. I will guide you with my eyes. He said, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way that thou should go. I'm going to show you the way you should go. He said, I will do what? Guide you with my eyes. Let's look at the good news um, translation. The good news translation. It says, the Lord says, I will what? Teach you the way you should go. He said, I will what? Instruct you and what? Advise you. Wouldn't it be nice if God is your advisor? As you want to make a business decision and God advises you. You want to make a relationship decision and God advises you. He said, I would advise you. These scriptures are not for pastors. They are not for prophets. They are for every born-again Christian. Every born-again Christian is entitled to be guided by God. In the New Testament, we are not called to be guided by prophets. Are you here, somebody? That's not our job. We are all entitled to be guided and led and advised by God. So that I will guide you and I will advise you. Look at, it, look at the next verse. Next verse says, um, King James now. Go back to King James, verse 9. It says, verse 9 says, it says, Be ye not as the horse or as the mule which have what? No understanding. 
He said, whose mouth must be held in with beet and bridle, lest they come near unto you. They are saying, the horse and the mule, they have no spiritual understanding. So, we have no choice but to lead them by a physical way. We will drag their neck, drag rope. God is saying as a believer, if you don't tune in to be guided by his spirit, you will be left to be guided by circumstances. So, your landlord must first give you a quick notice before you know you should look for another house. You are never, you are never on, on, on time spiritually. They must first sack you from your job before you know you should start a business. Meanwhile, God wanted you to transition well. He, if you were sensitive in spirit, he would have been telling you ahead. Most of the things I do, God even gives me a heads up. This, um, the island, like the island church that we have, I've always known many, 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 many years ago that we'll have a church on the island. I've always known. Island wasn't even this developed then. But I've always known. God will give you a heads up of important decisions of your life. He will tell you. And he will start to prepare you. Praise God. Some of you, there are some courses you ought to be doing now that will be useful to where he's taking you. But you're not doing it because you don't even know. Somebody get what I'm saying? So, so he said, don't be like the ass or the mule or the horse that doesn't have understanding. We always have to use circumstance to guide them. We have to use frustration to guide them because they are not sensitive to the spirit. All the things you ever need in this life, they are available to you. Your blessings are not hidden from you. They are hidden for you. Did somebody get that? Your blessings are not hidden from you. They are hidden for you. So, it takes you being in tune with the Spirit of God to find what God has for you. I was telling them in the first service that something interesting happened to me last week. So, <laughs> I have this very expensive bicycle that I bought for myself. Um, it's, it's a very nice bicycle. It's a designer bicycle. It's uh, carbon fiber. It means it's, it cannot rust. It means it's super light. It cannot break. Very fine bicycle. Very special bicycle. It's, it's worth over a million bucks. Somewhere close to two million naira worth. So, but for some reason... The size of the tire of the bicycle is not so good for my estate. My estate is uh, paved, so um, the tire is kind of too slim for the road in my estate, and that's where I ride the bicycle for exercise. So I, w- I want to change it to get one that has slightly bigger tires. So I wanted to sell this one, and I've been trying to sell it for a while, for more than one year. I've been trying to sell this one, and um, I couldn't just sell it. So um, last week, interestingly, last week I just sat down, last week, and I was thinking, or oh, should I just give somebody this bicycle? Let me just show it to somebody's life. I've been trying to sell it, and I've not been able to sell it, and it's just lying down here every day. Let me just give it to somebody. And I was, this is just last week. I was thinking. And I began to think of different people I know that ride bicycles. But I was thinking, would they really value it? Would they like it? You know? I wasn't sure. And most of them were even people that are well-to-do. So I felt, would they really appreciate it? This was just last week. One day or two days after I sat down and had that conversation with myself, a friend of mine sent me this message. I had not spoken to him um, in, in, in over a year. Not spoken to him in over a year. And it's not as if he's my close friend that we see every day kind of friend. No. We hardly talk, but we are friends. See the message he sent. He said, my dearest and bosom friend, my pastor, 
He said, I have beaten the bug of cycling. He said, and you kept coming to my mind as I don't have a bike. He said, I know what you have is expensive and it's a collector's item. He said, um, I know you don't use it. I want to say that the Most High said I should ask you. <laughs> he said, but if I said that it would sound scripted. He said, well, something kept pressing on my mind. Look at this. Something kept pressing on my mind to just ask Kingsley. He said, so I'm asking. Please, can I have your bike? <laughs> he said, I don't have money. He said, or oh, I would have even bought it from you. He says... You know, or just like that. You see, on a normal day, if you know me well, that you are begging me for something doesn't mean anything. I always still follow what I'm led. But you see, it was not a coincidence that it was the same period I was thinking of who to give this bike to. That out of the blues, somebody I don't, we don't talk with said, God said, he should ask me. Now, the whole, I, of course, I've given him the bike. The whole idea of this point is that some things you are praying for, eh? there's somebody somewhere that has it. And he's also praying for who he needs to give it to. And do you know the missing link between your blessing and where you are? It's divine direction. It's this thing, this guy said that something kept pressing him. That something is the Holy Spirit. Kept pressing him that, ask this guy, ask this guy. See, when you are being guided by God, you will not be a beggy beggy. Because some people, their own is that everybody they see, yeah, can you give me, can you give me, can you give me, so everybody, no, no, no. You will ask one person, the person will correlate whatever you are asking. Do you know, as you are praying for 100 million capital, there's someone somewhere right now in this town praying that, Lord, where should I invest this 100 million? Right now. Every corresponding need, every need you have, there's a corresponding answer somewhere also. Many ladies praying for husband, there's a husband praying for you. That, oh God, where will I see this, my wife? If you are here, say, oh God, where is my husband? It's simple. Both of you can see yourself if you are both led and guided by the Holy Spirit. He's the blessing connector. Oh, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Amazing. I can give you more and more examples. The point is this, guys. Whatever you are praying for, it's somewhere, it's not far from you. If you can be sensitive to the Spirit. That's what makes this teaching vital. It's not just gist. This is important for every child of God. If you are going to walk with God and you are not going to be guided by God, your Christian walk will just be tumultuous. It will be full of suffering. Full of wahala. Stress. And it will look like God is not answering prayer. God is answering prayer, but God is not a magician. When he answers sometimes, he needs to guide you to where the answer is. That's what happens to many people. We pray as if we are sending God on errand. Most times, when you pray, he has heard. It now remains to connect you to the answer. Somebody getting what I'm saying? He has to connect you. He's not a magician. He's not a magician. He's not going to throw your car from the sky. The car is here on the earth. It's in somebody's possession. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Do you know, sir? Some people are praying for car badly. Hope you know that there are people that have cars parked in their houses and the car is getting rotten there. I hope you know that. No use for it. And you, a car will, will, right now for some of you, a car will make a major difference in your operations. But there's somebody that has a car, dust has eaten it, rust has eaten it, nothing is happening to it. It's a connection that remains. Yeah, you, need, you need a house badly. There's somebody that have, has a house right now, cockroaches and rats. 
are having second or third service there now. Nobody's in the house. They will be glad if they can find somebody as responsible as you to take the house for them. And this goes with any other thing you might need as a human being. It's available. It's accessible. If only you can be sensitive and let God guide you. I pray for you. In this season, you'll be led and guided by God. In the name of Jesus. Hey, God is such a master provider. Such a master provider. Praise God. Hmm. So, today, we're going to focus on the medium by which God leads. The medium. How does God speak to us? Very simple. Very simple. The Bible says, The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. So, what I'm saying is this. God principally leads us by our spirit. If you're a born-again Christian... You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. There are three aspects to every human being. Spirit, soul, and body. There are three aspects to every human being. You see it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. He said, let the Holy Spirit, let let God sanctify you completely. Your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your whole body. So they were made very clear in that scripture that there are three aspects to every human being's life. There are three parts to you. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. I think it's First Thessalonians uh, 5.24 or something. I can't remember. He said, um, okay, 23, sorry. He said, and the very God of peace sanctify you completely. That's what holy means. He said, and I pray God, your whole what? Spirit and what? And what? Body be preserved. So there are three parts to you. Your whole spirit, your whole soul, and your body be preserved blameless. So you have three aspects to you. You have three parts to you. Dear believer, there are three parts to you. And listen, if you are living in defeat and sorrow right now, should I tell you something? You are living mostly by your soul and your flesh. If you live by your spirit, you will always live in victory. Somebody didn't hear what I said. Or or you're upset. If you are suffering so much now, you're living in defeat right now, living a horrible life, you hate your life, let me tell you the problem. You are living with your soul and your body. That's a living with your common sense. Common sense will give you common life, give you common experience. That's not what you want. So you are living by your soul and your flesh, what you feel. I can't wake up, I can't pray, I can't, I can't. The Bible says you can do all things. That's what your spirit will say. And if you get what I'm saying, if you want to start living in victory, live with this first one, your spirit. Because it's your spirit that connects with God. Your spirit connects with God. Your victory comes from God. Do you see the problem? So if you're living by your soul and your mind, you are in touch with this world. And there's defeat in this world. There's sorrow in this world. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. So when it comes to divine direction, it says the Holy Spirit bears witness with our own spirit. Look at it here. Did you bring it up? It said the Holy Spirit bears witness with what? Our own spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in touch or talks to our own spirit. God is a spirit. 
If a spirit wants to talk, it has to talk it to your spirit. God cannot principally talk to your mind. He can't talk to your flesh. In fact, the Bible said a carnal believer cannot appreciate the things of the spirit. He can't even obey it, neither can he understand it. A carnal Christian is a Christian that lives dominated by his feelings and his flesh. I know someone get what I'm saying. Oh man, I wish you can get what I'm saying, oh. I wish you can actually get... See, you are not poor. I say you are not poor. You are not even sick. Okay, who told you you are sick? Should I tell you who told you you are sick? I can tell you who told you you are sick. Oh. You know who told you you are sick? Go to First Thessalonians 5 again. Okay, let, let's read this one before you go. He said, but the natural man... Do you see this? You are not a natural man. Let me tap your number say, you are not a natural man. You're not doing it with the enthusiasm. Put anger like I'm done doing it. You are not a natural man. <laughs> we are not natural people. He said, but the natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God. It can't receive it. He said, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he what? Know them because they are what? spiritually known. That's what they send me. They are spiritually caught. Spiritually descent. So, should I tell you who told you you are sick now? Go back to First Thessalonians 5. Among these three, soul, I mean spirit, soul, and body, which part does your sickness live in? So, who told you you are sick? It's your body that told you you are sick. You are feeling either a pain or a fever. You are feeling something in your body. That's why you said you are sick. You are living by what your body says. Meanwhile, if you ask your spirit, should I tell you what your spirit will say? I can tell you what your spirit will say. He will tell you by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. The middle guy is the mind. That's the one that is the judge. He's the one that decides who we follow. That's why the Bible says you should retrain him, renew him. If you don't renew him, he's going to follow the one that is shouting the most. You know, when you are a judge, as a pastor, I kind of have to settle matter a lot. You need to learn that there's not somebody that brings case. That is what? The winner. You know that, Abby? Now, if you're not a trained counselor, if you're not a trained can- my first few years of being a pastor, I enter trouble where Because somebody will come and say, hey, pastor, I don't die. I don't, just, I don't die. I say, what's He said, brother James, he slapped me. If you're not trained, you will just tell brother James, you're under arrest. You slap another member of this church for what reason if you have any sense the bible says not the person that comes first that is right you need to ask brother james what happened most people don't do that that's why they bring gossip to you you are ready you are running with the gossip and you have not heard anything other than one fool coming to tell you nonsense so that's how your mind is when it's not trained the one that is shouting yay they pay me they pay me the man said we are sick he won't consult the spirit because he's not trained to understand that in counseling he must hear both sides. That's you need to try as say renewing your mind. <laughs> so if you don't train your mind, it's called renewing your mind in Romans chapter 12. If you don't renew your mind to understand how counseling works, so your body will say, Yeah, my bro. So yeah, but they pay me, they pay me. For we are kidney, 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 they burn us. The next thing your mind will say is that we are going for dialysis. We are dying. And the and majority does what? I can't hear you. Majority does what? 
carries the vote. The moment your body says we are sick and your mind agrees, my brother, you are sick. The moment your body says we are dying and your mind agrees, my brother, you are dying. Even though your spirit is there knowing that we are not sick. Oh. But now, since on one die, <laughs> sickness kill you there. Majority carries the vote. I know someone's getting it. So, but when you re- sharpen your spirit and renew your mind, enter your body shouts, My brother, we are sick! The mind will have enough sense to ask the spirit that, are we sick? Now, if the spirit has been well trained and charged up, as they turn to him, before they even ask him, he'll be shouting, that, By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed! I get what I'm saying. He will shout all those scriptures on healing because he knows we cannot be sick. And see, if the mind is renewed, the mind knows that his job is to always side with the spirit. No matter what the flesh is saying. Because he understands that most times when the spirit makes decisions for us, he makes better decisions than our flesh. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, even though he's the judge, he's a very partial judge. Because he knows that last, last, that decisions from here, they make sense fast. So, this one says, we are broke. Flesh say we are broke. Mind, you say, what do you say? You said, though he was rich, he became poor. So that through his poverty, we might be made rich. So, the spirit will say, we can never be poor. Ah, the mind will say, the spirit has it. Hallelujah. The mind was siding that we are not poor. And most people don't understand that what is going on around you will always line up with what is going on inside you. You are the one creating your world. It's not your world creating you. Whatever is going on outside of you right now, it is subject to change. It can change. So once the spirit says we are healed or the spirit says we are blessed or the spirit says any good thing from the word of God, the mind, if it's trained, will support it. The moment the mind supports the spirit, that outside thing will start to adjust also because it has no choice. It will start to adjust. So before you know it, your body now becomes healed. Before you know it, your pocket now becomes full. It's the inside that controls the outside. That's why they say, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. They are saying that your life is controlled by what's going on inside. It's not the outside that bothers you, it's the inside. The outside is only a reflection of the inside. If the inside changes, it's not long. It's not long. The outside will change. Somebody getting what I'm saying? I mean, some of you need to buy this message and hear these things again and again. So, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our own spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't give direction to your flesh. It doesn't give direction to your mind. It gives direction to your spirit. Spirit talks to spirit. Are you here, somebody? Spirit talks to what? Spirit. So, it's like, it's like trying to... It's, it's like, you know, radio signals is caught by radio. Receptor. Network signals is caught by your network receptor. So they must be on the same wavelength. 
So spirit talks to spirit. You need direction for your life. The Holy Spirit has his direction. He wants to communicate it to you, but he has to communicate it to your spirit. Somebody gets what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit bears witness with what? Our spirits. That we are children of. So you have a spirit. I mean, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Let's say that together. I'm a spirit. I'm a spirit. I, have a I have a soul. And I live in a body. Amen. One more time. I'm a spirit. I'm a spirit. I, have a I have a soul. And I live in a body. Come on, say with me. I live by my spirit. I'm dominated by my spirit. I am led by my spirit. I am guided by my spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big hand. And this is for every believer. It's not for pastors. It's not for general overseer. It's not for prophets. It's for every child of God has a spirit or is a spirit and can be led by God. See what the Bible says. It said there's a spirit in man. Job 32 verse 8. There is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty is what gives him understanding. Look at it here. He said, There is a spirit in man. Come on, say with me, there's a spirit in man. Look at it here. He said, There's a spirit in man. Man is not just a mind, man is not just soul, man is not just body. Your, the only reason why you have this body is to keep you on this earth. Your body is your earth suit, your body is not you. Hey, that's why when you marry just for looks, when you marry just for looks, it's like putting your money in a bank because their building is fine. Do you understand? The name of the bank is Ngbokwe and Sons International Bank. Ngbokwe and Sons International Bank. Have you, heard the, have you heard that bank before? I've never heard the name of that bank before. But their building is glass, marble, very fine. You're not going to take your 20 billion and put there. That's how some of you choose spouse. She's fine. That's not her. That's not the real her. That's just her head suits. You need to find out who the real person is. You can't marry this jacket. It's me you will marry, not this jacket. Because I can put on this jacket and what? Put off this jacket. Her body will never be remain like this. Ah. Her body will not remain like this. That's why it doesn't make sense for a lady to spend 10 hours making up her head suit. And she can't take 10 minutes to make up her spirit. No prayer, no study of the word of God. Just painting, painting this head suit. So your body just keeps you here. That's why when your body dies... You leave this earth. You don't stop existing. You continue to live. Only that you can't live here again. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So if you're here and you're not born again, you are just here because of your earth suit. When your body dies, you will still be alive. Only that you will go to hell. That one is suffering to you forever. There's no end. Eternity means no end. Do you understand? That's why it's urgent for us to tell people to give their lives to Christ. Going to hell, there's no second chance. No torture. No that. No, nothing like saying, I can't get sense. No, you can't get sense again. If you go to hell, it's forever. When we too, when we are born again, if our born, our body dies finally, we will go to heaven, we will continue living. We will still know ourselves. Hallelujah. That's why you can't be keeping malice with somebody that's a born again Christian. Last, last, on Agosti meet. We are going to be together forever. We will still be existing. Only that we won't live here again. We will continue living. But our own will be in heaven. 
Somebody gets what I'm saying. So your body is just your earth suit. That's not who God communicates with. That's just keeping you here. Praise God. See, there's a spirit in man, and it's the inspiration. Inspiration. Inspiration from spirit. The in-breathing of the Holy Spirit inside that man gives him understanding in his life. Makes him know what he should do with his life. You are confused? The answer is in your spirit. It's your mind that is confused. It's your flesh that is confused. Your spirit always knows what to do if you will consult him. Are you here, somebody? If you will consult him. Your spirit knows what to do. Let me move to my next point. I hope I've established that God speaks to our spirit. Abi? He doesn't speak to our mind. He doesn't speak to our flesh. He doesn't speak by circumstances. Those are not the principal way he speaks. The principal way he speaks is that the Holy, his Holy Spirit speaks to what? Our spirit. In the Old Testament, they did not have the Holy Spirit. They were not spiritually alive. That's why he had to lead them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. We looked at last week. Because they were not spiritually alive. It was in the New Testament that we all became what they call born again. It means our spirit became born. It's not our body that became born again. We're the same people. It's not our mind that became born again. We know, we know the maths we knew. It was our spirit that now came alive. You now became spiritually born. Do you understand it, sir? If you have not done our discovery classes, please do the discovery. They will teach you these things in detail. And you can ask questions. So next point. I've explained that God speaks to your spirit. Second point is that your spirit has a physical location in your body. What do I mean by this? I say you have three parts. You are spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Your body is the one that is carrying both your mind and your spirit. Like I told you, your body is your head suit. It's like your container. So your spirit and your soul live inside your body. Do you understand? Your body, your body is just a container. Both of the two other important parts of you live inside that body. Now, the issue is this. Where does your mind live in your body? Where is your mind located in your body? Answer. Where, does, where, is, where is your mind located in your body? It's in your head. When you want to tell somebody, say, you're the Chris, what do you, where do you point to? Hey, you're the Chris. Why? Because if he's going to Chris, he will Chris from where? His head. <laughs> you, 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 you well? <laughs> you do okay? You are point, you, nobody says, you're the Chris. Is that how we do it? <laughs> or you, 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 you're the Chris. Is that what we do? No. No. Because the, his, his, his mind has a physical location in the whole body. There's where his mind is. That's why in exam hall, people eat by row and look at the roof. What they're doing is that they're trying to draw the answer from their head. They're trying to remember what they read. Do you understand? So it's not the, they're not reading the roof. The answer is not on the roof. What they're doing is that they're trying to draw it from their mind. So they're looking, they're focusing their whole concentration up here. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Because that's the physical location of your mind. So your mind has the physical location of your body. Guess what? Your spirit also has a physical location in your body. The reason why you need to know the location is because that helps you when you, when, when you need direction from them, you know where to focus. When it's something you have heard before, you're trying to remember, you can be searching up here. So you focus your whole concentration up here. When it's something you need God to guide you about, you focus your whole concentration down here. Not up here, down here. The reason some of you don't hear God well is that anytime you, want, you are looking for direction, you are still consulting this one. He will not give you natural common sense advice and turn you to beggy beggy. Ask this one. 
Your spirit is located down here. How do I know? I'll show you quickly in scripture. Proverbs 20, 27. Let's run through this, guys. I have a short time. Proverbs 20, 27. It says, the spirit of man is what? I can't hear you guys. The spirit of man is what? What does this mean? In those days, remember, they didn't have generator. They didn't have um, NEPA or PHC in those days. Those days, candles were the principal source of light and direction. If you are going somewhere, especially at night, you need your candle to go. So they are saying that the spirit of man is how God gives direction to humans. What are, we already established that one, Abby. See what they said. They said, searching all what? The inward parts of where? The belly. This belly they are talking about is not where Inyon, Amala, Egusi, Beans, and Yam. That's not the belly they are talking about there. They were just describing the physical location where your spirit is. They said, if you need direction, candle direction, if you need direction from God, search where? Your belly. That's what they are saying. You need direction from God? Search your belly. Don't search your head. You need direction from God? Search where? Your belly. They're just telling you that your spirit man is located anywhere under your chest down before your pelvic area, your belly, basically. They don't mean your stomach where it beans is. They mean the location. The reason why it's good to know this is because when you need guidance, you can look inward and not upward or outward. I'll give you under scripture. John chapter 7, where they were talking about the Holy Spirit. They said... Out, say, he that believed on me, as scripture has said, out of where? Out of where? Out of his belly. Shall flow what? Rivers of living water. Look at the next verse. Next verse. DJ, be fast now. Jesus, DJ. He said, but this spake he of what? The Spirit. So they were referring to the Holy Spirit. That when that time the Holy Ghost had not come, but they were referring to the Holy Ghost that they, he had not yet come. But basically, they're saying, go back to now, go back to verse 20. So they are saying that he that believes on him, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. They are not talking about the belly where yam and beans is. They are also still talking about the location. They're saying, when you are born again and full of the Holy Spirit, out of this area, that's where the praying in tongues and the Holy Spirit will flow from. From here, your belly. That's why in some places they will say, we believe with the heart. You get this with your heart. You will see the heart, heart, heart being mentioned in the Bible. They are not talking about the part of you that pumps blood. They are not talking about that organ. They are also still describing the location. Because your heart is your spirit. They are describing the location. Somebody getting what I'm saying? This is important because when you need direction, you are not looking up. You are searching here. Say, Lord, what should I do? As you are praying the Holy Spirit, you are searching here. Lord, what should I do about this thing? You are looking down. It has helped me many times. When I need direction, I'm searching here to get that inclination here, not up here. Do we get that, guys? I have to move to the third point or the third thing. So, God speaks to our spirit. Our spirit is located down here. How do we get our spirit sensitive to be hearing God? How do we sharpen our spirit? We do that principally by praying in tongues. Because you need to exercise your spirit, man. Your spirit, see, eh? let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give you an example. I don't know what's the best example to give you. If you always um, sleep late, you always sleep late, as in, what I mean is that you 
you, you, you are awake till 2 a.m. or 1, PM, 1 a.m. and you wake up 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. every day. All right? If suddenly you get a job or you have an appointment and you have to wake up earlier, number one, there's a great chance you might oversleep. Am I correct? Number two, if somehow you get to wake up, do you know what happened to you throughout your journey or in that place? You'll be doing, <sighs> you'll be tired because your, your body is not used to doing that. I get what I'm saying. Same thing if you have never played football. Those of you that play football, you've not played for a long time. <laughs> you now go and play for the first time. Or you've not been going to gym for a long time. You now go for the first time. You'll be the laziest person there. Am I correct? If by the time you run from here to here, <sighs> oh boy. That's how it is spiritually. If your spirit has not been exercising, even though it has the potential to hear God, it might become difficult for it to be, to be sensitive because it's, you don't exercise it. You are always filling yourself with Telemundo, Z-World, and um, Easter blog, and all those things. That's what you'll do. You, you, you don't really exercise your spirit. So, even though God is always speaking, God is always speaking, you have a problem always hearing because you're not sensitive. So, the key is to exercise your spirit. How do you exercise your spirit? One of the principal ways is by praying in tongues. Not just any kind of prayer, but praying in tongues. That's why as a believer, it's, you are cheating yourself. You are massively cheating yourself by not praying the Holy Spirit. If you don't pray in tongues, you are cheating yourself. There's nothing I can do for you more than what I'm telling you. You have to own up your responsibility. You are cheating yourself. Remember I told you the three, of, the three parts of you are always in a battle. The judge is your mind. Your flesh is the only one you have been feeding. You, how many times do you feed your flesh a day? Roughly. How many times do human beings feed their flesh a day? Three times. Most human beings feed their spirit once a week in church. Do you see the problem? So whenever I want to make a decision, who is stronger? Flesh. Always on Instagram, always reading nonsense, always watching TV. Your flesh and your mind full with trash. Your spirit, little or no feeding. So you want to make it. That I'm telling you, if your life is horrible, if you are frustrated, frustrated and you don't like how you're living, I can tell you the problem right now. You are dominated by your mind and your flesh. I can tell you. It's not a mystery. I can tell you. If I sit down with you, I can show you. You are dominated by your flesh and your mind. If you are dominated by your spirit, you will always have victory. So exercise your spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians. Let's see the scripture. They say, if you pray in an unknown tongue, he said, your spirit prays. Look at it here. For if I pray in what? An unknown tongue. That's what we call praying in tongues. If I pray in an unknown tongue, he said, my spirit does what? This is the only time your spirit is praying. See, there are two kinds of prayer. When you pray in English or in whatever language you understand, that is your mind praying. DJ, let's, give me where they said, I will pray and understand. I, will pray. I think it's the next verse or something. It said, I will pray and understand. I will pray in the spirit also. Give me that. Because somebody doesn't know this. If you, if you are here and you pray only with understanding, English or your language, you are not exercising your spirit. You are exercising your mind. And that's fine. God is still hearing the prayer. Don't get me wrong. But we're talking about who is being exercised. Look at it here. What is it then? That means what will I do now? He said, I will pray with what? The spirit. And I will pray with what? The understanding also. Because there are two different things. There are two different prayers. He said, I will sing with what? The spirit. And I will sing with what? 
So when we sing like the worship song they sing here, how is a good, good father? Is who you are, is who you are. I understand what father is, I understand what good is, I understand who you are. That's my mind worshiping. Nothing is wrong with it. It's just that my spirit is not yet hasn't kicked in. But when I switch from that to that's my spirit praying. They said at that time my understanding too is on standby. All this are in the Bible. There's none that, there's none that I, I created myself. You, can, you are reading it by yourself. So if you are here and you believe I don't pray in tongues, you are like a whole part of your life is, on, is, on, is, on, is under lock and key. You are, is wasting. And that's where your treasures are. God bless you, Jerry. He says, so, so, so look at this. Guy. So I, I, I'll pray in this one. I'll sing, I'll say, go to the other one we're reading before. That if I pray in an unknown tongue, go to go there. So he said, if I pray in an unknown tongue, he says, my spirit praying, but my understanding is what? Unfruitful. And as a believer, you need to do that a lot because many times that your understanding is the cause of your problem. So you can't be consulting him. And if you're getting what I'm saying, business is not moving. Your finances are down. Let me use that as an example. Then you want to consult your mind. See, if your mind knew the way forward, you won't even need to be in that position in the first place. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying at all. Your business is grounded. Hmm? No money. Guess who led you to that place? Your mind. Then you now want to bring a special consultant to bring out of your mind and in front of your, this place and you bring the same mind. That's why Nigeria is the way it is. The people causing the problem are the people we are still re-electing. the problem to solve the problem <laughs> Mufu you buy brand new car Mufu remove something right you now go Mufu that's what you do when you pray and understanding alone business is not moving no money you are broke then you consult your broke mind do you even know your broke mind doesn't even know what, what big money is your broke mind thinks one million naira is big money. Your broke mind means ten million. Hey, hey. He doesn't know that's rent in some places. One year rent. You can't consult your broke mind. You have, as a lady, if you're having bad relationships, as you've had five broken relationships, and you want to choose again, and you're consulting the person that put you inside five broken relationships, guess what the sixth one is going to be? Talking to the wrong person, you need to talk to somebody of a higher knowledge than the person that puts you in the problem, and that's your spirit because it connects to God. So, many times when you pray in the Holy Spirit, an idea or a solution will come that is not in your normal line of thought, and that will change the course of your life. Somebody get in this. It's as easy as that, guys. Pray in the Holy Spirit. He said, when I pray in the Holy Spirit, my spirit is finally praying and my understanding is on foot. Once we get the direction, we can now engage the mind. Because that time we already know what we are trying to do. Then we can start praying in understanding. Praying in understanding is powerful. It's also good. But it's not the same as praying the Holy Ghost.
I don't want to go into long sermon on that. But the key is this. You exercise your spirit to sensitivity by praying in the Holy Spirit. By praying the Spirit. When you're doing that, you know that the energy is coming from here. It's not coming from here. When you're praying from here, from your mind, you are bringing the same prayer points that put you in trouble. Oh man, they did this. You start praying with only your mind. Oh Father, let them, let the place they sack me, let them call me back. The place they sack me. Your mind will be telling you nonsense. Oh God, all the place I apply, they should take it. You have not even applied to the right place. But you are praying, oh, all the places I apply. Because none of them are correct. None of the places are the place. You say, but let them just take me like that. Don't worry, God, I'm okay. <laughs> nonsense. Say, Lord, let John marry me. Let John marry. He said, John is engaged. He said, No, Lord, let him engage. This is what happens. You are consulting a person that doesn't know anything. Let John just marry me like that. Say, John is a wife beater. I can never give you to a wife beater. I say, Lord, don't worry. You don't worry. My, I, I will defend myself. Let John. <laughs> oh, God. Just give me John like that. Say, John is a broke man. He's a lazy man. He won't walk. He can't take care of you. Say, just give me John. Just give me John. But when they pray in the Holy Ghost, even though naturally you like John, you will sense the Holy Ghost telling you he's not the one. So from that day, you will stop replying his chat. You will stop chatting him up in the morning and saying, are you awake? You will stop sending him, Jesus love you and so do I. You see, because you've already known by your spirit that this thing is not leading anywhere. Because women, every year you let one man waste your time. 216, somebody held you down. Did something that looked like dating you, but at the end it broke your heart. You started again, 217. You have, you have been going year after, you are wasting time. So if you are sensing your spirit, you can know before you even start. God just said, it's a time waster. So you will even start. Not that you, you want to wait for circumstances to lead you. Somebody gets what I'm saying as well. So praying the Holy Ghost and meditating on scripture. Meditating is a way of also strengthening your spirit. When you reflect, you read the Bible and think on it, it activates your spirit. Are you here, somebody? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're not born again, they're going to pray for you before we close today. You'll give a life to Christ. If you don't pray in tongues yet, we have a discovery class. They will teach you Open Bible like this and teach you what praying in tongues is about and they will minister to you. I'm begging you, please, don't be a Christian that plays only understanding. You, you will just be limiting yourself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lastly, before I pray, two quick announcements before I pray. I pray that this week, you will order their steps. They will be at the right places at the right time. You will connect them with their blessings wherever their blessing is located whether it's a human being whether it's a material blessing whether it's an opportunity blessing wherever it's located this week there will be a connection in the name of Jesus God will download ideas to you you will have unusual creativity at your place of work the areas and issues you've been looking for a way forward for for many years I decree that in this season Clarity will come to you in the name of Jesus. You will know exactly what to do. God will advise you in the name of Jesus. Your steps will be ordered in the name of Jesus. 
that person that has the capacity to introduce your next level I decree God connects you to them in the name of Jesus thank you heavenly father in Jesus name amen we know you've been blessed by this message to order a copy of this message or any of our messages you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.